listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 260. I love round numbers. Mm, they make yeah. me so happy. Even numbers are good. Even numbers are great, but round numbers are better. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the apparently pro-even number, John Brownstone. Always have been, always will be. I'm pro-round number. I'm curious, what are, what are you pro? Are you pro-prime number? Are you pro-odd number? Has anybody's head exploded? Because it sounds like we're talking about math. <laughs> you know. Whatever. Uh... Yes, it's like this all the time if you're new. Hi. Um, today, <laughs> we're answering some BDSM questions we received from listeners and followers and folks uh, through Instagram. And potentially, we'll take some questions from the live stream chat. Ooh, we're time traveling now. We don't actually know while I'm saying these words right here. So it, it'd be a surprise. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> <laughs> you're scaring me. I'm scaring me. It's fine. This is what it's like here. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. I hope we have not scared you away. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, <laughs> LovingDS and the number one, so it's LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big shout out, a big thank you, a big oh my gosh, what will we do without you to all of our kinky patrons on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you. We love you. We appreciate you deeply. <laughs> uh, if you would like uh, more content, like a special podcast episode, a special live stream, a special Discord server, everything is special because you are special because yes, we adore our patrons that much. You can join us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash killlords. It's patreon.com slash killlords. Or you can use the link in the show notes. No, you cannot search it. You can't just go to Patreon and type in killlords. We are hidden because we are considered adult. But at mm. least we're allowed to be there. So I know, I'm, I'm gonna... an adult. And I wonder about I mean, you sometimes. Could, mm, sometimes I'm too adult. Sometimes I'm not adult enough. I think it all averages out. Oh, mm. there we are with the math again. <laughs> I want to know how the writer is talking in math metaphors today i don't understand or was it an analogy see now my writing is failing me was it a metaphor was it a simile was it an analogy i don't even know uh, is your brain leaking out of your ear now whose head exploded from that one anyway uh thanks to those who have uh joined us over on patreon uh, and if you would like to be one of those people we would love to have you patreon.com slash kayla lords Okay, so this week we're doing a Q&A, and for once, it's not a Q&A because we went, we don't know what we're going to talk about. We actually have this planned. We're doing quarterly Q&As this year. Mm. Like, we're actually pretending we know what we're doing. Before we get into that, um, two things. One, to set expectations. Um, the bonus section this week is actually a kinkery announcement because I didn't want to take up topic time. So I moved it mm -hmm. to the bonus section. So it'll be a slightly different bonus section. Uh, if time permits and energy permits, we'll probably BS a little bit, but I don't know that yet. Uh, the other thing is we would like to thank our sponsor of this week's episode. And let me say their name right this week because who screwed that up last week? That's right, me, me. Cause oh yeah, I'm a business person on the internet. Uh, <laughs> thank you to Pink Q 
Kink Podcast at pinkkinkpodcast.com uh, for sponsoring our uh, our show. Um, they are a new uh, podcast. I think episode six or seven, six, seven, six, I believe. Uh, it's hosted by Princess Rara, who mm-hmm. is often in the live stream chat and has uh, been around the loving BDSM world for a very long time. And uh, a friend of Rara's named Dara. I still want to say Dara in my head. And I know that's not right. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to be wrong, but that's what happens in my head. Um, the, the whole podcast is about kink and what I mm-hmm. like so far. So last week I was an awful human being and hadn't made time to go listen. And I finally made time to go listen. And what I really like is one, it's very conversational. I don't know if you've noticed that's our jam around here. So if you like <laughs> conversational, <laughs> you're probably gonna like the Pink Kink podcast. Uh, and also um, it's from very experienced kinksters who are also friends. So you get that friend vibe. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. listened to, the last one I listened to was on Fet Life. Uh, that is where I learned that Rara's boobs are a fetish. And I was like, of course they are. I've seen her cleavage <laughs> in pictures. Um, <laughs> uh, and also, those, those were some really good tips on how to approach fat life. The way Rara and Dara talked about approaching fat life, like not a dating site, like social right. media kind of thing. I was like, yeah, yeah, I t- I'm totally there with it. Um, some of the tips I remember uh, that I was like, oh, yeah, I feel like more people need to need to think about this is <laughs> don't write a book in your bio. Nobody's reading it. And, I, you know, here's the thing. Those of us who get hit up in our DMs a lot know that nobody reads the bio, at least the people who will slide into your DMs, because they won't even read that you're partnered with anybody. (laughs) Or they won't read the line that says, please don't DM me. So, yeah, but there was some really good advice. It was a really good vibe. Highly recommend. Um, The last episode that I saw that came out, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, was on Munches. Yes. Yeah. And then then go follow them on Instagram, because they're posting, they're doing what I've said I should do and I just don't have the energy. They're posting actual tips. Like you can keep learning through their Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pink Kink yeah, Podcast. Yeah, it's been good stuff. I've, yeah, you've been I've, listening. I've been, yeah. A lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Pink Kink. I'm going to say it 85 times because I got it wrong last week and I suck for that Pink Kink Podcast. Um, but yeah, really, uh, really good podcast. Really good vibe. Love, love the conversational kind of thing. Like just, yeah, just turn on the mics and start talking about this thing you know about. Um so there we go. Thank you for that. That's all I have for announcements. Pinkkinkpodcast.com plus all major podcast apps. And if you're listening to us and you go subscribe to Pink Kink, make sure you're subscribed to us. Why aren't you? Okay. <laughs> um, okay. The topic. Oh, that's right. It's not an actual topic. It's questions. Now, somebody's going to be mad when they find out that I took questions through Instagram and not anywhere else. And I apologize for that. If you're mad at me, I'm not sorry. Like I'm an awful person, but I, you know, I don't like to make people mad, but the reason (laughs) I did that was because I needed to be able to manage this easily. And every time I try and take questions from like 85 places at once, I get overwhelmed and I'm trying to reduce my overwhelm in life. Um, so I'm gonna start with the questions we got in Instagram. We got some interesting ones. Um, will these be rapid fire? Depends on depends on what they spark in us. Mm. Um, and if we can, if we feel like there's time because I'm not missing out on our own bonus section because we have an announcement to make, uh, we will try to take more questions from the live stream chat. 
This is my moment though to plug a thing we do for our kink patrons through Patreon. Once a month, every month, we do a special Q&A live stream for patrons that is then available to mm -hmm. watch later if, if a patron can't make it to the live event. Um, instead of like what we're doing this year, which is quarterly for, for everybody else. Um, and when we don't, some months we don't get a lot of questions because you know people yeah. don't have a lot on their mind. And so then we turn it into like a, a bonus section hangout kind of deal for an hour and we just hang out and chit chat. And when we did that a couple months ago, we ended up getting some questions because we yes. were just talking. So, if you've ever considered being a patron and can afford to do so, because not everybody can, and like the Q&A kind of thing, feel free to join us. Our next Q&A mm -hmm. is uh, April 3rd. It's always the first Saturday of the month, so it's coming up. Um, Patreon.com slash Lords. Okay, there's my plug for that. Let's get into the questions. And I will not say names, because it was all done through Instagram stories, so for anonymity's sake. Okay, first question. Obedience training ideas for things to actually train? We want to try, but can't think of anything. So can I tell you the first thing I thought? Hmm. Uh, what do you want them to be obedient in? Because that's what you train for. I think people overthink it. I do think people <laughs> overthink yeah. it. It's like, well, what behavior do you want or not want? Is it for the excitement purpose? Like, is it to is it a turn on kind of thing, or is it like you want that whole sub carries themselves in a certain way, behaves a certain way, does mm -hmm. certain things? What kind of turns you on? What have you seen other people do that you're like, ooh, that'd be kind of hot to try if we could do it? Uh, what do you think? Um, I think it's a it's a very personal thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I. I think some of the more common forms of that I've seen are, um, you know, at night the the big D is like sitting in a chair and a sofa and the sub kneeling at their feet. Sure. Kind of thing. But it, it's like any kind of training. I, I used to get a giggle um, back in the day on, on Tumblr. Uh, there were several people out there that used to say, uh, you know, go around. We will, we will train your slave for you. Yeah, I, I crinkle my nose and give side eye at that one. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. And and I, I get a chuckle because, you know, one that's kind of a lazy. And I know this is kind of getting off question a little bit. It, it's kind of a lazy dom's way, but you know, it's it's something that is is so personal what works from for us may not work for somebody else right and when a submissive is being trained if you're going to even implement that well let's start here you don't even have to do that if that's not if you're not actually interested in it mm -hmm. it's not a requirement and there shouldn't be an expectation of that from either side of the slash but what the training is for is for the preferences of the dom and the preferences of both people for what they want their relationship to look like the mm -hmm. behavior they both want a submissive to exhibit or have or whatever and so the idea of having somebody else do it yeah i crinkle my nose and give side eye because it's like well unless that person then does an extensive interview with the dom like what do you want them to know how to do what's the point they're only training to their preferences in the case of this question, it's what behavior do you want to stop or start? 
Is it obedience training? It can be back talk. It can be like you don't you don't want that, so you want that to stop. It can be um, changing how somebody speaks. Now I've seen this done in many ways. One of the ways is it wouldn't work in this house, but one of the ways is oh, I think you you curse too much. You use you drop too many f bombs. Mm. You say words I don't want you to say. And sometimes it's not really about what that they don't want them to say. It. It's about exerting control. In other cases, this is how you did with me. Submissives might speak badly about themselves, you know, right. not exhibit their low self-esteem through the way they talk about themselves. And so the obedience is in learning and training to not do that anymore. Um, the other thing about obedience is how are you going to um, instill obedience? Will there be consequences? Uh, is it going to be strictly positive reinforcement? Is there going to mm. be some, quote, punishment, which we tend to think of as a consequence? Um, a consequence needs, in my opinion, needs to be something that will, uh, make you not want to have to deal with it. So then maybe your behavior is better. Like, I don't want to stand in the freaking corner. Please don't make me stand in the corner. So I will <laughs> not do the things I'm being told not to do or do the things I'm being told to do to avoid that consequence. All I have to do is mention corner time to you and you're... Right. Um, obedience training can be... Uh, this one, I've never thought of it in terms of obedience training, but in a way it is. I walk on your right side. True. And when we went through a time where I did not, there were very kinky, very pleasant consequences. <laughs> it's kind of nice. But there was a, a moment where you basically retrained me to remember this is where I walk. Right. And it's obedience training, I think, can be the same thing or... A, Venn, a nice strong Venn diagram with rituals and protocols. Mm -hmm. And they're about your expectations for yourself or each other. Yeah. Um, and I do think people tend to uh, overthink it. Um, but yeah, obedience training can also be, do you want them, do you want to, for ideas, because that's what the person asked for. Do you want to be greeted in a certain way when you come home? Or when maybe you're long distance and it's the mm -hmm. first time they see you? Or do you want... Um, do you want to receive a certain type of message at a certain time in a certain way? Like, especially if you're long distance and you're doing it through tech, like what are your expectations for the behavior of the submissive? And that has to be a buy-in from both partners. The submissive yeah. gets to consent to that. And in a, I have found from my perspective, when it's something I want to change, like either it's some kinky sexy thing and I'm like, Ooh, that would be fun to do. Or mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I don't like that about myself either. It's, a little bit easier to commit, but obedience training is really changing habits. And so you have to consider that as well. But yeah, it's what what do yeah. you want them to do or not do? I mean, obedient, you know, we, we consider it more of a, a, a ritual per se that you do. But, you know, every night you pull the bed down, get the bed yeah. ready. Yeah. You know, that, that could be part of... And that was an expectation you set. And yeah. so it is a thing I've agreed to do, which makes me obedient because it's what you want. And if mm -hmm. I don't do it consistently without good reason, like if I'm sick, nobody expects me to, then there are consequences. So that is, um, I think that's that's what we have to say about that. Mm -hmm. Next question. Felt life roles. What is the difference between a trainer slash trainee and a teacher slash student kind of dynamic? I would say semantics is what that Pretty much, is. yeah. It's, it's about which label feels right to the people who want to use them. Because, And I could also say that a trainer trainee could be a less, take this with a grain of salt, because I don't mean this 
truly literally, but could be a less personal kind of dynamic, whereas mm. a teacher-student, there's an inherent kink there, um, or could be an inherent kink, because teacher-student is a, a very common role play. Yes. There could be a level of sexuality to it um, that might not be found in trainer-trainee. I see trainer-trainee used in pet play, um, whereas teacher-student, mm -hmm. maybe that's it. I think it is semantics. It is pet play, pony play, anything it's like that. what yeah. it means to you, and if it feels like it fits you. I don't mm -hmm. think there is, mm -hmm. I think the differences are gonna be individualized to the people using the titles from, from one set of people to the next because we all do it differently. Yeah, I, I think you hear um, the word trainer used a lot in the um, master-slave dynamic. Mm -hmm. All right, you hear it there a lot. Um, oh yeah, because there's a whole training a slave kind of thing. Sure. Mm -hmm. Slave trainer, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. So, you know, there's that. Um, the teacher, me, my mind kind of goes a little bit more towards um, like a mentor. Sure, which there's also mentor-mentee as yeah. titles too. Same, same kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think it really is completely individualized to the people who use it because I would bet money that, the, that somebody who uses trainer student could have a very similar, if not identical definition to what they do to somebody who uses trainer trainee. And yet within the people who use teacher student, you would find different definitions of how they view what that means. Mm -hmm. So I would say little to no difference, it's personal preference. Next question. What kind of scene or kink is at the top of your list to try next? What, what are scenes? What are kinks? <laughs> We're in a kink drought over here. <laughs> I just want to do the things we already know we like. <laughs> I can't think of I anything new. Um, <laughs> new. Um, I, I would have to say, if anything, I would like to dive deeper into the electro play. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoy that. We've got some that. stuff we haven't even tried. I, yet. I know, and I, that's why I say with the with the electro play, I, I would really like to kind of take that a little bit further. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoyed what little we've done with the violet wand. Mm -hmm. um, I love that electro stim paddle. Yes, that electro stim paddle. Is yeah, amazing. And and they have a, a broad array mm -hmm. of, of stuff to play with. Mm -hmm. And we now have a partnership with electro stim that I need to like. Mm -hmm. utilized to its fullest capacity. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, I'm with you on that. I'm, mm. I, I truly, at this point, every day it's put one foot in front of the other, and I don't, like, I'm not, the things I'm spending time daydreaming about, mm -hmm. unfortunately, are not kink-related. And when I am daydreaming about kink-related stuff, it's the same old stuff we've been doing, because, oh, I just, mm, yes, please, I'd like some of that. Yeah. So, okay, let me go to the next question. <laughs> um, somebody asked for recommendations for other kink-related or sex ed podcasts. Um, other than Pink Kink, they've already listened mm -hmm. to Pink Kink. Mm -hmm. um, I, <laughs> I don't, I haven't been listening mm -hmm. to a lot of kink podcasts. Or like, there are certain ones that are, um, the Dildorks are still, have mm -hmm. been great for a while. Multi-Amory, right. still Multi -amory. great. Multi-Amory. Um, um, Life on the Swing Set, mm -hmm. still good. Yeah. Uh, who else, are off, you listening to anybody? Oh, Off, off the, the Cuffs. cuffs. Sorry, y'all. Yeah. Off the Cuffs is great. 
Um, um, they do a lot of interviews, I think, so you get to hear from other kinksters. Yeah, I'm yeah. remembering that correctly. Yeah. yeah, I'm so behind. I'm like, oh, I know. And um, yeah, I think that yeah, yeah. That's, that's it's weird. I have not been listening to a lot of podcasts. I've been watching more YouTube, and even my YouTube watching is extremely quote vanilla. But on YouTube, I like Cat Black. And I watch mm. Evie Lupine stuff when a topic strikes me. Like she, like her BDSM one on one stuff. Unless it's something I'm like, I've never thought about. I don't always watch those, and I can't. She's doing some amazing videos on deep diving into some of these like famous people controversies, but that stuff stresses me out, <laughs> so I tend to avoid it. Um, but Evie's always a good one. So yeah, I'm. Mm, yeah, I would be like, oh, here's some mm. YouTube recommendations. But um, what I have found, if you. If the algorithms on whatever podcast app you're using are helping, like genuinely helpful, once you find one, if you go into, what is it in the pod, in the Apple podcast app? Uh, when I go to browse, it'll mm. show me stuff. Um, not always. Um, and then when I go to, is it under library or is it under listen now? I have one. Yeah, I think it's listen now. It'll do an episodes you might like based on my listening history. And you might find, depending on how your podcast preferred prefer, app, whatever, what are words? I don't know. It might give you some of that too. And I would definitely use that. Plenty of algorithms hide adult content, but podcasts do a little bit better than other places. So, <laughs> um, question. <laughs> this one, uh, I decided to answer because I don't know how other people have felt about it, but I felt guilty. So I was like, I'll just answer this question. Uh, has all the conversation energy left FetLife and moved to private Discord servers? When I first read that, because I feel so guilty about where I'm spending time, I thought that was like a personal question. Mm -hmm. But then I read it later and I went, oh, it's a general question. Because I was like, I don't want to conversate with anybody other than through a microphone. <laughs> um, I think that a lot of people have moved to private Discord servers. Yeah, um, Discord servers... Um, I've noticed a lot of people, uh, forming, um, kick groups. Mm-hmm. I've seen that for a while. Yeah. Um, if you're wondering what that weird noise was, that was me, me and not knowing how to use a straw. Sorry. <laughs> um, people have been using WhatsApp. Yeah. Anywhere you, know, you can any... be kind of private and sort of have some control mm -hmm. over who's coming in. Right. Because FetLife... There are there are people who are still power users of FetLife. They are oh, yeah. on it. They are living their best life there. They're having a great mm -hmm. time. They're making mm -hmm. connections. I think that, but maybe because of the size of it, maybe because of different personalities, I only use FetLife for DMs, and I'm this is why I was like, oh, I feel so guilty. Um, I'm like two months behind on answering DMs because, but I don't go into the groups or the places where there are a lot of people gathering because it is overwhelming. And then I'm site like scrolling and scrolling to figure out what's going on and why are people yelling at one another in this particular comment but not in that particular comment thread whereas yeah with discord servers we created our own because people asked us to and then we kept it to patrons only because right. i wanted that control of knowing who was in there mm -hmm. um but i know some people who have who have made discord servers that they kind of freely invite people to right um and i think it's like anything there's a I think there's also an ease of use to it. Discord is not as adult unfriendly as so many other platforms. And you get an app, whereas with FetLife, 
I think, is it Android? You, there's a FetLife app for it, but not, certainly not iPhone. Correct. iPhone's way yeah, too sex Fet, negative FetLife, for that. FetLife has a, a Android app, but no But it's Apple. not also, it's, while it can also be overwhelming and there's a lot of people sliding into DMs and there's all that yucky stuff, mm-hmm. it's also not convenient for a certain part of the population to even use where Discord is extremely convenient. Right, and I, and I think that's what it comes down to. It It's like, you know, there's a number of reasons. You know, let's face it, if you're at work, you can't just open FetLife. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier to open Discord or, you know, Kick or something like that. So, you know, there there is that. Two, in FetLife, um, it's a great way to meet other kinky folks in, in groups and communities there. Especially your local community. Right. Mm-hmm. But you technically to a certain extent have a, a a narrower limit of control of who joins groups and whatnot yeah. and by creating your own you kind of um can narrow it down you know so you can basically build you know if you go to discord or you go to to one of these other apps you, you can basically build your own tribe yeah and i I highly advocate for that, especially if you're having or you've had a bad experience either on FetLife or your local community. Kingsters are everywhere in all four four corners of the globe. Can there be four corners of a globe? Um, I'm not sure about that expression. Anyway, y'all know what I mean. Um, And it's slow going, building a group of people when you don't have an existing group to kind of pull from and go, hey, by the way, I'm going over to Discord. It's a slow process. But, um, you know, I I think there's a lot of factors to that. I Mm -hmm. do think Discord is um, certainly a popular place. I don't think it's the only place. Um, I have been mildly curious about Clubhouse, but I don't know how sex negative they are. Normally these new places, uh, they start out really sex positive. They'll let anybody in because they're trying to build a base. And then the moment they get popular or they get investor money, then they kick all the sex people out. So I, I'm usually, I'm side-eyeing that. No. Clubhouse is an audio thing though. It's more of a okay. listening thing, but you can create, my understanding is somebody, if you know it better than, than I do, feel free to explain and mm-hmm. correct me. Basically you can create these kind of rooms where you and whoever else gets access to the mic, however that works, can have these conversations and people can then listen in. Kind of like what we do here. And that's why I was like, do I need to care about Clubhouse? Because aren't Mm -hmm. I already doing this? Right. But so there's always something new and people are gravitating to those new things based on their interests. True. And and Silent Wing made a comment that if there is a FetLife app, it's not official. And that's correct. You cannot go to the Google Play Store gotcha. and and find the, the FetLife app. You actually have to find it through the FetLife site and and download it. It's it's a what they could like a third party app. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's you yeah, you can No, because no, Google, Google, Google the Google Play Store is also sex negative. They don't yeah. they don't let the sex in if they can help it either. Um so yeah, I think I think the conversation energy is Maybe not leaving FetLife specifically for Discord, but I do think it's being spread thinner as people are mm. finding that FetLife does not always meet their needs. And there's all these other places yeah. where sex people aren't automatically getting kicked out. Yeah. Um, I mean, even even um, Facebook. 
for all it. Oh my God, some of the secret groups on Facebook are like tens of thousands of people. Yes. You couldn't pay me to be in those spaces because once you hit tens of thousands of people, that's all. That's way too much energy and much of it is negative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I know they because we exist everywhere, and so anywhere we can find a space to use to gather, we do. So yeah, that would be that would be my question, my answer to that. Okay, this one for me is an easy one because I the answer is no. But the question was, in case you have seen it, have you watched the artist and the pervert? Um, apparently, Melina Williams Haas is in it, but I know I haven't watched it. I had not no, even heard of it. Never even so, heard of it, if no. somebody has watched it, feel free to give us a mini review uh, on the socials or ever, or send us a link so we can, um, so we too can mm-hmm. check it out. This next question broke my heart, but I definitely wanted to make sure we answered it. Okay. Uh, my alpha collared me, but passed away. What's the protocol regarding his collar? I'm just so lost. So, the first thing I want to say is that we are so sorry for your loss. I. I cannot imagine. I have panic attacks imagining these things. If you wanted to know why I was panicking and crying the other night. Uh, (laughs) But we cannot imagine that loss. So Mm -mm. I definitely have thoughts on this. Do you have immediate thoughts? Go ahead. Um, I think the collar is is on par with the wedding band, meaning there is no right answer. Some people keep it forever, whether they wear it or not, personal decision. Some people put it like in a special box and don't look at it. Some people make it go away in whatever way that that means. Um, this is not about a collar, but my mom's wedding band to my father, they were married 20 plus years before he died. Um, she actually had it changed into a different piece of jewelry. So, mm-hmm. and then she gifted it to me at a certain point. Um, now that's a little, it's clearly different because wedding bands and kids and that's something to pass down collars, not so much. Um, but I don't think there's a right answer. I think it's a whatever feels right to you in the moment as you go through the grieving process. So if it comforts you to wear it, then wear it. If it hurts to wear it, then you're not dishonoring anybody's memory by not putting yourself through that pain. Um, if looking at it makes you feel better, then, then keep it out where you can see it. If, if not seeing it helps, that's okay too. There's never a single right way to process Mm -hmm. grief. Um, and depending on how long it kind of takes you to move through that process and that feeling, there may come a point one day where you can look at it and it's that, that bittersweet sadness. Um, and there may come a day when you don't even think about it anymore. It, it, no way to know. Um, but yeah, there's there's no right answer. Yeah, Just no, whatever feels and, right and I think in the moment. You've pretty much said everything that I would um you know yeah it's it's a personal thing it's it's a time thing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. give give yourself time to to grieve yeah. and you know I, I, that that's tough that's gonna yeah. be tough yeah i'm gonna take a deep breath oh okay um next question mm-hmm. and that is what are some good vetting techniques i would like to say we do have a video on the youtube channel Five things you need to know about vetting a new partner um, that people apparently really enjoy watching. It's one of our <laughs> most watched videos on this little baby YouTube channel. Um, my my vetting techniques are trust no damn body. Okay, don't trust what anybody says. Trust what you can see with your own eyes. Um, I absolutely am um, a proponent of uh, watching their social spaces. Did you meet them on FetLife? Then I'd be looking at their profile and who they're talking to and how they friend people. Do they claim to be part of a local community that they go to a a munch? Even if you're only seeing that online, you can reach out online to association, 
to the the people who run the things they say they're a part of and go, hey, I'm going through a vetting process. Do you know this person? Is there anything mm-hmm. I should know? Um, don't be afraid. Like, don't be stalkery and, like, dangerous, but don't be afraid to be nosy. Um, what else would you say? Um, I, I think when it comes to vetting people, I think that's when I – in person, even though we're, you know, at a point where that's a little difficult, mm-hmm. I think in-person uh, community is so important. You know, whether it be through your local dungeon, whether it be through, um, you know, munches, socials, um, because then you get a, a good feel for people just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, vetting someone in kink is important. Your safety is important. Um but even meeting folks at a social, you know, getting a feel for what a person is like outside of kink mm-hmm. is just as important because their moral compass, their their code is, is going to carry over either way. Mm-hmm. Um, this is more on if you are the little S and you're vetting a potential dom- dominant partner, uh, especially if you're going to a munch. Or are you just going for coffee when we're not in a plague mm-hmm. to meet? This is an old tried and true thing I see in the vanilla world all the time and feel free to use it in the kink world. How do they treat people that they have power over? And what I mean by that is how they treat the server, how do they treat the hostess who sat you, how do they treat the barista behind the counter? Because the way they treat that person in a vanilla space that they technically have some level of power over, they're paying for a service, they could call their manager, they could whatever, that person is trying to serve them. If they cannot treat that person with respect, just basic Mm -hmm. respect, you know they can't treat you with respect, assuming you're the little S. Because they have no incentive at, with the barista or the server, other than they would like to like get good food and get it you know, relatively speedily, of course. How people, the people you're, and I do think it works on the other side of the slash, pay attention to the how the person you're trying to interact with treats other people that they're not trying to woo and convince mm-hmm, that they're a decent person. Mm-hmm. Because while there can be all kinds of reasons that they might treat an individual they know and have known for a while a certain way, the way they treat people that they might never see again speaks volumes about their character. Just feel free to use it. That's why meeting in a munch is great. I am definitely watching. Even I'm not I'm not vetting anybody. I'm just trying to figure out, is this a community I want to be in? And if half the people are rude mm-hmm. to the servers, I'm probably not in the right community, okay? <laughs> I used to be super proud of the fact that our munch that we went to regularly, it was this cheap ass diner. Like we ate good for 15 bucks combined. And let me tell you, mm-hmm. I did not order water, okay? And I paid attention to the fact that to the to the best of our abilities for our, our individual budgets, everybody tipped well. I watched people order a water because they didn't really have money, but they sure as shit left a couple bucks on the table yeah. for the server. People said please and thank you. They used basic manners. Those were my people. Because whether we're a little less or a big D or sometimes both, how we treat the people in that people that, yeah. I mean, are just helping us do something mean, it speaks volumes about how we're most likely to treat people in a kink aspect. So yeah. that would be my other uh, vetting mm-hmm, technique, mm-hmm. which we did not put in that video. And we totally shut up. <laughs> not remaking that video. Okay, we have one more question from Instagram. So this is the point, because there's always a time lag. 
that if anybody watching the live stream, if you've had a question come up or it, way at the top, because this chat was moving pretty fast today, mm -hmm. um, a question that you asked earlier and you want to make sure we actually see, tag us in the YouTube live stream chat, uh, loving BDSM, so we'll see it. Go ahead and type in your questions. Uh, while we're answering this last question, I fixed the time delay. Okay, last mm. question. What are some of the most, quote, creative kinks you have come across or just kinks that surprised you? I imagine these would be kinks like maybe we didn't expect that to be a kink. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Almost I, everything. I'm such I, a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... I don't know anymore. I mean, I know. I almost feel like at this point, even if it's something I never in a hundred years could would have imagined would be a kink, I'm, I'm mostly like, of course that's a kink. Yeah. I was reading through. Ignatius. I think I'm more surprised when something's not a kink. Right. Well, and I am under the impression everything's a kink. Well, yeah. Everything's a kink. It's just a matter of finding the person who recognizes mm. it and will then claim it to go, yeah, that's my kink. Yeah. I was flipping through Kinktionary, Ignixia's Kink Dictionary, mm -hmm. um, today, because I thought we were going to film a video and we didn't. We, we made an executive decision. Anyway, <laughs> and I was like, let me see. I can't remember. What are some of the words? And I can't even tell you what the word is, and I'm not pulling the book down. I But came across a term and I read the definition before I saw the term and it was somebody who gets off and their kink is like sniffing armpits and one I knew immediately that was a hard limit because the way my face did I'm not gonna do it again but my face did a thing I went oh that's a hard limit but also I went of course it's a kink mm -hmm. of course it is because I think that for me has been an eye-opening kind of enlightening moment to just accept that anything I come across, everything I come across to somebody is probably a kink. So what that means is I am not, I tend not to be surprised when I discover, oh no, that really is a kink. What, and it's been a hundred million years since I got to have this kind of surprise. What I do tend to be surprised by, because I, my imagination's not this good, is when I either read or watch, and I hate watching because I'm not a voyeur, how people seem like they take a thing like we do mm -hmm. and how creative they are with how they make it happen yeah. or when i hear people talk about like really involved scenes where it's very much a role play kind of thing and the way they like like that and when i say it surprises me it doesn't surprise me like in a shocking way it is pleasantly surprising because what it reminds me of is the ingenuity of the human mind to play and to come up with these scenarios that you're doing through the lens of kink, <clears throat> hopefully in a safe way, yeah. to get your rocks off in whatever way that might be, but also making this thing that you could not actually do in real life and, and it be legal or safe and making it happen for a person who wants to experience the sensation or the, the, the tension or the situation of mm -hmm. it. I mean, the first time I ever heard that somebody used um, warm water and the edge of a credit card for knife play. I was like, human beings are so <laughs> fucking creative. Oh my God. Like I would, I would never have come up with that. And now it's a, mm -hmm. it's an example I cite all the time yeah. because it was such a pleasant surprise to see that kind of creativity. Mm -hmm. I am a simple human. I don't want a lot of creativity. Don't, don't role play with me. I don't like that. I don't, it's a hard one. I don't like that. <laughs> Just hit me with the damn paddle. Hit me with your hand. Pull my fucking hair. Let's move the fuck on. So, <laughs> but also at the same time, I am able to go, yes, everything is a kink. And so 
things might make me crinkle my nose, <laughs> but they, so far, not too many things have genuinely shocked me because I am operating under the assumption that, yeah, anything you can name is probably a kink. What yeah. about you? Um, I, I'm, at this point, there is very little that shocks me. I mean, there, there was a time early on, um, I, I was shocked that people, there are people who like needle play. Mm, you know, yeah, that one makes me and, wrinkle my nose. And and that's 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 a, a huge thing. So you know, at, at this point, I, I there's not really much that surprises me anymore. Not with the like I said, not with the kinks themselves. The way people yeah. express it, yes. Usually when they're surprising me, it's because I saw it on a news article that went viral, and I'm like, why? Why are you walking your human puppy in the grocery store? Well, yeah. Why yeah. are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. And and I mean, you know, things needle play is not for me. I know many people who enjoy it. They love it. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. Oh, so, yeah. you know, I I don't I don't take away from that. I mean, I do have my my own hard limits. Sure. Um I do I think that's my maybe the most surprising. You, you don't really know if it's your hard limit till you hear about it and then it, sometimes for me it's a visceral reaction like the armpit thing. I'm, yeah, that's a hard limit. We're not doing yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's, um, yeah, I mean, nothing really shocks me or surprises me anymore. There, there's so many things that, you know, can be kinked that, that yeah. somebody's into. And, you know, I... Yeah, have have at it. Mm-hmm. Have fun. You know what's really this, the other side of that coin that's really sad is I also am rarely surprised at the bad things that happen, whether it's bad outcomes of kink or people who use mm-hmm. BDSM as their excuse for the harm they're committing. Like they use the language of BDSM and they say it's BDSM, but it's clearly not BDSM. It's, you know, whatever. That And that does sadly doesn't even surprise me more. And I, that makes me feel jaded. <laughs> that makes me feel so jaded. Uh, so yeah. Um, those are the questions asked ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I saw one question come in the, uh, live stream chat so far. Yeah. Feel free. Anybody else watching the live stream chat? If you have other questions, just tag us so we can see it. Uh, question as far as like kink friendly, poly friendly, sex positive YouTube channels. Are there more, uh, kink, poly kinky podcasts than YouTube channels, especially poly? Um, partner and I are thinking about, I, I assume starting one mm-hmm. my I, I think it's about your entry point so i got into podcasts before i got into youtube and i had the one like the ones we talked about earlier yeah. multi-amory and stuff like that those were recommended to me and then they're now like big enough um that they then get fed to me in like algorithmic feeds and stuff and they hit like top 20 sex and relationship lists all the time um so my perception is that there are more podcasts than YouTube channels. Um, that does not mean that that is actually accurate. Mm-hmm. I am I am genuinely and consistently shocked at how much sex content is on YouTube. YouTube hides it because of the algorithm. Right. So you have to either get pointed to it by somebody who recommends it, or you have to go searching for it. And if you're lucky, you'll find it. Um, and some of those videos have millions of views, but the algorithm doesn't feed it up. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of starting anything new, both areas are crowded with just content in general. That does not mean you can't start something if that's what you want to do. 
podcast offers a lot more freedom of creation in depending on what platform you use because there's not a lot of algorithmic AI stuff monitoring audio at this point. <laughs> Whereas with YouTube, um, they absolutely are monitoring and my, it might be hubris to say this, but I think our YouTube channel would be bigger if we weren't talking, like if we didn't have BDSM everywhere, except the name is mm -hmm. Loving BDSM and I'm not gonna change that just to make a sex negative site happier. Um, so, but we do get penalized, I'm putting air quotes around that, uh, on YouTube for the content we make in a mm -hmm. way that the podcast does not. But there's pitfalls to that on a podcast sort of thing because it is harder to get like the mainstream sponsorships, but also I don't want the mainstream sponsorships because y'all have all heard about Bomba socks at this point, if you listen to podcasts. And you've also heard about certain types of sheets. And you've also, like what else is uh, being advertised on all of the mainstream podcasts? Whereas here, my our podcast sponsorships are personal relationships we're building with brands that we like. So I think either or is fine if you want to create content that you're not seeing and that you think needs to be out in the world that is important to you, go with the medium that you are either more comfortable in or more interested in. Both have their benefits, both have their, their pitfalls. Um, I kind of nerd out on this stuff. That's why I started a whole site about how to create content and make money. So, <laughs> sorry, that might've been a rabbit hole for some. If your eyes glazed over, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, okay, I don't see any more questions in the live stream okay. chat. Thank you for that question. Thank you for all the questions I got asked. Um, yeah, I get, oh God, now I have to do the thing I'm really nervous about. I guess, uh, um, I guess we're going into a bonus section now. I have to put on my business person hat. Mm -hmm. I'm very nervous. So does that mean we're good? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I'll let others decide. Okay. Right. Okay. Keep, Keep it kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week. Yes, baby girl. Oh, God, I don't know if I want to talk to the crickets this week, but can I talk to the crickets this week today now? What are words? I don't know. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yes, you may talk to the crickets. Here's the thing. I can write the most soul-bearing piece of content and slap it up under a picture of my boobs on the internet and then tweet it out to however many people might see it. And I don't flinch. I'm going to show you things that I didn't even design, but that I decided were good enough to make a thing. And I'm terrified. Now, podcast listeners, you're at a slight disadvantage because this is audio for you. But you are at a complete advantage because you can actually go see this live now. When this podcast episode hits on Friday, everything I'm talking about will be available at thekinkery.com. Thekinkery.com is JB's shop. We are perpetually mm -hmm. sponsored by them because they are us. We are they. <laughs> um, right back. Yeah, you're, you're running. You're running while I have this meltdown because I'm freaking out. Um, you're fine, baby. Fine. <laughs> thank you. I'm going to need a special treat later, just saying. So the day of recording, the day of this live stream is Wednesday. None of this is available on the site yet. It will be 
Thursday. How will you know? Well, if you are a kinkery newsletter subscriber, you will know uh, because we're gonna send out a newsletter letter. If you are a member of our Patreon where you get a always available special discount to anything you wanna buy at the kinkery, you will know because we will post it in Patreon. Um, then we will start posting it on social media. I'm, I'm hoping I have something out Thursday afternoon on social media, that's the plan. Uh, so highly recommend uh, subscribing to the Kinkery newsletter or, you know, if you're if you're a member of our Patreon, you can, you can join there too, we don't mind. Um, and then like I said, podcast listeners, if you go to thekinkery.com, you can actually follow along in this way. So we've been teasing that we're doing new products and I, in my head, have dubbed what I'm doing Baby Girl's Corner. I, we've not called it that, but that's in my head what it is. And in Baby Girl's Corner, lots of Baby Girl things are going on. This is just the start. And that is stickers, 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 stickers. And I think I've, I've definitely teased this a few times in a few bonus sections. Um, but um, now I'm gonna show it to you. So let me start by saying, not an artist. Wish I was, God, wish I had graphic, like art illustrative, some kind of talent. Don't, can't even color in the lines of a coloring book. An adult coloring book stressed me out. Um, <laughs> so I hired a graphic designer I've worked with many, many times, Violet Fox, she's amazing. Her website is violetfox.com. She's a sex blogger, she's a freelancer, she's an artist. She's done a lot of graphics stuff uh, for me and us um, and my other business partner, Molly Moore, multiple times. And so she was the first person I reached out to. I said, hi, I wanna sell stickers on our shop, but I don't have any ability to draw. Can you help me? And she did. So um, what I'm gonna show is just the start. The idea is if people respond well to these stickers, we will keep this going and we will add to the line. So. And there are other things to tell you about this, but let's get through the stickers. So we're gonna start with, there's different categories. The first one is die cut stickers. These are the stickers you buy that are just standalone stickers by themselves. You peel off the back and it's a sticker. Uh, I did these on glossy sticker paper. Uh, get me tipsy at a hangout and I will complain about this. because <laughs> I think we're not gonna do glossy after I'm done with this glossy set. But I did glossy paper so they're a little shiny and I did die cuts. I'm gonna start with the least exciting, which is funny to me. So y'all know we talk about weapons of ass distraction, right? That's like our thing. So the first one I'm gonna show you actually says, ask me about my weapons of ass distraction. And there are, oh gosh, four, come on, focus, camera, focus. Why is the camera not focusing, Dottie? It wants to look at my face. Why won't it focus? Back it up a little bit. It's trying to focus on my face. I'm so sorry, podcast listeners. These are our weapons of astro. Can you hit a button or do something? I don't. <laughs> there we go. It focused when we got our faces out. Okay. So what you see is asking about my uh, weapons of ass destruction, and then you get four black and white drawings of weapons of ass destruction. The lolly paddle, the holy terror paddle, a butt plug, and a cane. That is fun. That just unfocused. So we're gonna have to tilt our head away. Okay. This will be comedic. The next one is with no words. <laughs> and it is the four. Get your head out of the frame, Daddy. I love you so much. There we go. It's just the four toys. It's a black and white sticker. It's round. It's three inches. Uh, the sticker, butt plug, holy terror paddle, lolly paddle, cane. Those are fun. Those are basic. <laughs> then Violet took a meme 
and turn it into a sticker for me. Mm. It's a draw. It's a little drawing and a saying, and it says, "Be prepared to tilt your head." Spanking is just a one-handed round of applause. It's black and white. It's a round sticker. It's three inches across. It's a man with that smirky look, <laughs> and that's what it says. <laughs> I feel that look. You should. You don't wear ties anymore, but you should. Yeah. Man's wearing a tie. This next die cut sticker is also black and white, and you're all thinking black and white stickers. Well, give me a minute. I'm getting to the good stuff. Um, so, postcard project that I have not talked about in like two months because I keep forgetting, where if you send us a postcard, a card, a hand, like you can like hand draw a postcard and send it to us. I don't care. Don't go to the stores if you don't need to. And we, were, we send you one back that says, it's fine, I'm fine, everything is fine, because we all know nothing is fine. Somebody suggested, <laughs> and I think it was in Discord, and I cannot remember who it was, and I'm so sorry that I can't remember who it was, but you know who you are, that that should be a sticker. So we made it a sticker, black it and is. white. It is an oval sticker. It's probably about three and a half inches. But that way you can stick it wherever you need mm -hmm. to let folks know. Now we're getting into the good stuff. We're getting into the stuff with color and it's all artistic. Okay. So I am calling these two stickers kinky butt stickers. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I named them on the site. Why? Because it is the view of what I would say is probably a feminine butt. Um, and they're wearing underwear and it says kinky on it. Now we currently have feminine bodied folks and we currently have white and black. I'm gonna try, the idea is to do more body types and to do more skin tones. But we're starting with these two because you gotta start somewhere. This is the first one. Um, it's the, the white booty. Um, there's some pink um, spank marks. I was gonna say there's some bruises there. Pink Ooh. panties and it says kinky. Um, the other one is our black uh, kinky butt. Oh, come on, focus, 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 camera, focus. Focus, focus. Why is it not focusing, Daddy? I don't know. I mean. It's so cute, there we go. <laughs> now, what you can't see, because this is about it being printed, in the artwork, when it's like nice and light, you can see a little bit of pink on the booty where the smacks are. No matter what I've done to print and get good quality, I can't make it like really, really visible. Mm. That's my only downside to that one. But, haha, <laughs> yes, these are three inches across. Again, um, glossy paper. And like I said, um, wanna do more body types. I actually have two that are both white and black skin tones that are um, really slender. And I went, I want, I want the, the people with some rolls because I too have some rolls. So I have sl really slender bodies waiting in the wings. I went, mm, they can wait, they can wait. Let's get some, um, let's get some other body types. Let's get some other skin tones first. And yes, in the, the conversation, I do want to do some, some masculine bodied booties as well. Okay, so in what order do I show these last four die cuts? I'm gonna start with the one that is good, but of all of them is not my favorite, even though it is good. And that is, oh God, am I gonna get it to focus? It's a cane, ah, there we go. Mm -hmm. Now this thing is like a five inch long sticker. Why? Because it's a quarter of an inch wide, y'all. <laughs> I had to make it a long sticker in order for it to like actually show up and be something you could stick somewhere. Um, but it's a cane. It actually looks like a wooden cane. It doesn't look like one of our Delrin canes, but I don't mind. Mm -hmm. Then 
there is a die cut sticker of our lolly paddle. Now, if you don't know our lolly paddle, it's our paddle that looks like, we always say a lollipop, but it's like an O at the end. Um, makes great marks if you wanted to buy the actual paddle. There's that. It's uh, about four and a half inches long, again, because mm -hmm. it's kind of narrow. Then this is my second favorite one, because the one I'm showing last is my favorite die cut sticker. This is our Holy Terror paddle in a kind of cartoonish illustration. It's just over four inches long. Um, it's got the detailing as the paracord handle. It looks like a light colored wood. You can even see the wood grain. It's super fun. And mm -hmm. then... Yeah, I like this one a lot myself. <laughs> this one. If anybody watches our YouTube videos and pays attention to the back sticker board, you might have seen this. It's okay if you haven't. We've been teasing it. Because <laughs> I... Um, this one ripped, and I was like... Mm. So we, we can't sell it. So we're sticking it up on the board. So you might have already seen this one. We hope that this one be, this is loved enough to become a whole series. Okay, here we go. Be prepared to move your head. Let us go. Balloon animal bondage. <laughs> it's a pink balloon animal drawing with blue bondage on the back legs and the tail kind of thing, wearing a black blindfold and front uh, black cuffs. Now, when I say balloon animal, you know the dogs, little balloon dogs that um, a balloon animal artist will make mm -hmm. for you? It's that. Um, I've already talked to Violet and said, mm, if people love the balloon animal as much as I do, we will do a whole series. So those are our die cuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> our die cut stickers um, inform the stickers that come after. And the stickers that come after... Um, Uh, and Quinn has rightly corrected me. Feminine body, masculine body. I didn't want to say man or woman either. So um, I apologize for using that language. And Quinn is right. It's trans day of visibility. So that is totally my bad. Um, I need to figure out how to say that better. And I will. Um, I just call them kinky butt stickers for now because I didn't want to also gender the booties either. So um, either way, we're definitely going to get more uh, body types. So... Now we'll go on to um, the sticker sheets. So we've got the die cuts. The die cuts inform the, the things that come after. The things that come after are the sticker sheets. Now, the sticker sheets are printed on um, matte paper. I discovered while I was doing that that I love the matte paper <laughs> and I will probably move the die cuts to matte paper because way that was so much easier to cut. Um, the first one, and there's technically a bonus sticker in this spanking sticker sheet. It's called spanking stickers. Move your head, daddy. I love you so much. Okay. Move your head. Mm -hmm. You get two kinky butts. You get two, the two weapons of ass destruction. You get the spanking as a one-handed round of applause. And then there's a bonus sticker that says, ask me about my weapons of ass destruction. It has the kinkery, what is our name? Kinkery. <laughs> kinkery logo on it. Okay. Now, this is the first sticker sheet. It will not be the last. It's just like I wanted to make a sticker sheet for people who don't want a giganto sticker and they want multiple stickers. So that's why we did that one. The other, the second sticker sheet mm -hmm. is called Kinky Toy Sticker Sheet. And it is the Holy Terror Paddle, the Lolly Paddle, and the Cane in two different sizes. Um, the big ones are a a little bit smaller than the die cuts, and then you get a second set that's even smaller, so you can put them in maybe a more discreet area. 
And also this is on matte, whereas the die cuts are glossy. Ooh. Is anybody tired yet? Because I'm exhausted. <laughs> now, the third set of um, stickers um, are planner stickers. And um, I know that I want to do more than what I'm about to show you. But again, I started somewhere. And if planner stickers, kinky planner stickers, make anybody happy, I have so many more designs. The first planner stickers that will come out with this launch, this release, and this is for people who use bullet journals, for people who just use the, the weekly or monthly planner they bought at Walmart, the people who use the really specialized ones that are like super pretty and already have their own stickers. I know people out there must make uh, kinky planner stickers, but I was like, I too would like to be one of those people. Also, I don't know who those other people are and I would like to be one of those people. So I took the designs and I made a variety sheet. So they are essentially the same, except we have white kinky butt and black kinky butt. Those are the two differences. So I'm gonna show, we'll show the black kinky butt. Let's get our heads out of the way. You get in these planner shirts. Oh, come on, focus. Your mm. daddy, your face is in I... the frame. Go away. There we go. Come on, focus. There we go. You get eight kinky butt. You get four balloon animal. You get eight holy terror paddle. And you get four spanking is just a one-handed round of applause. Um, and I tried to make them small enough. They are just, the round ones are at just an inch, maybe a little bit smaller. The paddles, the balloon animals had to be a little bit bigger because of the detailing. Um, but then you get a whole set. Now, if planner stickers are something people want, my intention is, is to take all of the different designs and give them their own sticker sheet. So like if you bought, let's say you wanted balloon animals and you just wanted balloon animals, you could buy a whole sticker sheet of just balloon animals or just paddles or just spanking or just whatever. I have them waiting, like to, they haven't even been made, but I have the designs done and the formatting done. I just have not printed them because I wanna like make sure planner stickers are even a thing foremost. So right now this is sort of the introductory launch and then the plan is, is over time. I'll keep adding more, I'll keep adding more, more designs, more body types, more skin tones, more balloon animals. Um, I think there was even um, a couple of butt plug designs that we kind of talked about and we didn't finalize. So this is all at thekinkery.com. Um, by Friday, when podcast listeners are listening, there when you go to thekinkery.com, <laughs> there'll be a massive banner at the top of the site that's like, stickers, we have stickers. Um, until that banner is in place, the stickers probably aren't live. Um, so yeah, that that's what I've been working on for technically the past six months. We bought the Cricut paper cutter, and it's not just a paper cutter, but it's essentially a paper cutter, uh, in November, Black Friday. And I've been working on this and planning this and getting myself together mm -hmm. since then. And then I've spent the entire month um, putting out like printing um, and also learning that, yes, I would, I would prefer the matte paper over the glossy. There's a whole thing about your lighting has to be perfect and then the light reflects off the glossy and I lost a bunch of glossies 
Um, because the cutter couldn't, oh, it was bad. It, there was a lot of stress. Anyway, so if anybody's like, ooh, what are the prices? For for right now, uh, not on sale, like regular price, die cuts are $2.50 each and sticker sheets are $4 each. Um, coupon codes that we do, like if you're a new subscriber uh, to the newsletter and you get the 10% off, if you're a patron and you get that special discount, um, those, these work on all of that. So if you have a coupon, you can use it. Um, somebody's gonna ask because I'd already thought of it. Will there be like buy to get or bundles or not yet, not yet. We don't have the functionality on the site. So these are like individual. Um, what we actually learned while we were doing this <laughs> is we had to change our shipping prices and change how we do shipping for US customers. We want to implement this for some, if not all of our international customers, but that's a much like longer mm -hmm. term project. And it was really easy to do for us. And so we moved to flat rate shipping. And what that means is at current postage prices, if all you order is stickers, the way we ship them, the postage is a dollar. Shipping cost to you is a dollar on top of what you buy. If you buy stickers and a paddle, we do not mind that by the way. Um, we will carefully package these up to keep them safe and put them in the box with your paddle. So then your whatever your shipping cost to send a paddle, that is your shipping cost. But we moved to flat rate shipping, um, not based on weight, not based on price, but based on box size. That's a lesson we had to learn. Um, bigger boxes cost more. And so when you buy a cane or a large paddle, that's a bigger box, that's a bigger, uh, slightly higher shipping price. Mm -hmm. um, so for US orders, we have basically four shipping prices. A dollar if you're ordering just a paper item and it goes in the appropriate envelope we have for that. Um, Six dollars if it fits in our smaller boxes, that's the vast majority of our products. It's eight dollars if, you, if your order includes a cane or a large paddle. And then you can choose expedited, which is $12. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and we had to do that in order to make the stickers work and not overcharge for shipping stickers. It's been a learning curve. Um, so those are the stickers. That is the thing. Um, the stickers have brought forth some other ideas that I have that I'm gonna test. Uh, I would like to play with um, vinyl. Um, I would like to play with doing something with labels and titles, um, both as a pre-made option for titles and uh, labels that I know, and then also a custom mm -hmm. option where people can go, oh, well, I don't identify with any of these. This one's mine. And ta-da, then you have a custom order. Um, that's future me. <laughs> that's, that's future me. Um, right now the focus is on the stickers and on the um, products that JB and I are developing in his shop, because I am his shop elf. Um, oh my gosh. I am sweating through my shirt. Uh, <laughs> I want, I hope, my hope is, is if people like these, that I expand the sticker sheets, the planner mm -hmm. sheets. Um, none of these are removable. So if you stick it, it's there. Um, the one thing I can say is I was playing with some of the sticker paper for another project. And if it was a quick, oops, I didn't mean to put it there, but I hadn't pressed it all the way down. I was able to get it up gently and carefully and, and mm -hmm. whatever. But once you put it where you're putting it, it's there. They're also not currently waterproof. That is a much more costly type of paper. And we may move to that. Not, not gonna say that we're not gonna move to that, but for right now, 
that was a little bit of a stretch to do for a brand new product. We didn't even know if anybody liked as much as I like, but I was like, but I really like these. I think others will like these too. Um, so, uh, I think that's all I can think of to say other things will come to me. The moment we turn off the mics, I'll be like, Oh yeah, there were like five other things I should have told everybody about these stickers. <laughs> Oops. Um, but yeah, so Thursday, April 1st. No, it's not an April Fool's joke. I freaking hate April Fool's Day. I think it's <laughs> ridiculous and cruel and it makes like spikes my anxiety because I don't know what's real and I don't know what's fake. It's not a joke, but <laughs> accidentally because I don't know how to read a calendar. Uh, April Fool's Day, April 1st. These will go live on the site. Um, the way you can know they are live on the site, if you're like can hear the sound of our voice on a Wednesday. Uh, is either newsletter subscriber or if you're a member of our Patreon, those will be the two places it goes out first. After that, then it'll trickle down to social media. Um, and then if you are listening on the podcast, whatever you are listening on the podcast, presumably it's live now. So you can just go to thekinkery.com and it's there. Um, <laughs> we have a few minutes to do a regular bonus section, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I would like to stop talking about this. I'm very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I do think that um, Violet did an amazing job on the artwork, and I'm very grateful to her for all all the artwork she she does for me and for us. And um, yeah, if you all like these, then there will definitely be more. Um, so good job, baby. Thank you. <laughs> thank thank you. Um. Uh, and if you're like, what is that grinding noise in the background? That would be Lola, Lola snoring. snoring. She had her bully stick when we started recording. Now she's sleeping it off. She's mm -hmm. uh, got the post uh, snack nap going. Yeah. She loosened her her figurative pants <laughs> to get comfortable. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. What else is going on? Please, let's talk about something else. I got nothing. I'm I'm struggling today. You are not your normal. No. You are not your normal self. Mm-mm. Nope. I'm just trying to put one foot in front of the other and get through the day today. So, um, let's see. Uh, we have... We have a bag the size of a body bag. It's filled with um, compostable packaging peanuts. Yes. That accidentally got delivered, delivered to our to neighbor. neighbor. <laughs> and that was, and some other stuff you ordered for the shop got delivered to our neighbor. And I went, wait, we put our legal name on that order, right? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> we usually do for orders. It's our, because that's what our credit card is under yeah. is our legal name. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I mean, our, our neighbor likes us and all. I'd like, I'd like her to continue liking us. Yeah. Um, that would be. Can I tell y'all this? I, I did not finish my coffee during this episode at all. Wow. Right. And this is actually the first coffee I started drinking today. Like I made a coffee at like 9 o'clock. Still this one. And I'm very hot and basically sweating through my bra and my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Launch a new product. Fuck up how you say something where the whole world can watch you make a mistake. It's, you know, it's the anxious person's uh, uh, dream come true, quite frankly. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's this has been consuming me all week. Yeah. Like, it's all I've thought about. I'm like, what did mm -hmm. I do this week? I, you know, oh, my God. 
you know what I did this week? Two things that are major. One, I got my first vaccination shot. I can't believe I forgot that. That just shows how uh, how out of it I am. Um, I actually did fairly well. So here's the thing. The day of my shot was Monday and I purposely took Monday off. So I worked through the weekend so I could take Monday off in case I had a reaction yeah. after watching what you went through. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, is for whatever reason, I also woke up at like five o'clock that morning. And I also did a lot of stuff after my shot. So at about three hours after the shot, I started to feel tired. And I was like, okay, am I tired because of the shot? Am I tired because I woke up at 5 a.m.? Am I tired because I spent two hours on making phone calls to make finally make doctor's appointments for the first time in literally 18 months to two years? Um, yes, yes, I, I did. So then I was like, oh, so am I having a reaction to the shot or am I just tired? Because I, I'm a grown woman in the year of our Lord 2021. Like, is, is that it? I did take a nap. Mm-hmm. But I did not go through what you went through. Like you were no. out for the count for like 24 hours. Yeah. You, I took a 45 I, I minute couldn't nap. Be roused. And I, I have to say, well, I'm very happy for you. I know. It's a little, you're a little jealous. I, I, I'm a little, I was a little jealous. Yeah. Of, yeah. I know. I'm sorry. But then I've also, <laughs> and I got the Pfizer shot like you did. Yeah. And I've also heard that the second dose is the one that kicks your butt. So I'll try to prepare for that and be like, okay, I'll try not to have anything planned for that day in case it kicks my butt. Also, if it doesn't kick my butt, I will not um what's the word i want um make fun of you there's a word i want gloat i will not gloat Mm. lord what are words Mm. um but i will also enjoy the random day off like i did this monday it was a random day off the second thing and i i don't know if path girl was in the chat today but i know path girl will listen when she can if she's not here right now uh because she's been the one lecturing me i finally made all these doctor's appointments y'all my IUD expired in October. I just now, this week, the end of March, made an appointment to establish as a new patient with an OBGYN to finally get the first pap smear in several years. That's not a good thing, y'all. Especially, I know my family history. I had access to medical care and I did not use it. It's not my finest moment. And maybe by the end of the summer, I'll have a new IUD. Hmm. Maybe. Because scheduling is a thing. It already was a three-month wait to get the appointment. But I got the appointment, mm-hmm. so that counts. Um, everybody has dentist appointments. Everybody has everybody but the 11-year-old has appointments with a, a primary care physician. The 11-year-old has to have a pediatrician, and it's a little bit more complicated. Hmm. They won't even make the appointment until they have your medical rec- the kid's medical records. So other n- non-introverting thing I did this week was I then went to brand new doctor's office, don't know these people, walked in, went, I need the form to do the thing, filled out the form, gave it to them. And now I walk around with my phone and I actually answer it when it rings (laughs) because it could be a doctor calling me back about an appointment. What the hell, people? What the hell? What is going on here? No wonder I don't even know my own freaking name right now. But I did two hours, two hours making mm-hmm. phone calls. Well, part of the OBGYN was easy because I already knew who I wanted to go to. Um, 
the family medical thing was easy-ish because I thought I was going to try and get all four of us there because they were all family providers. And they were like, mm, we don't like to see the kids. And they almost didn't want to see the 15-year-old. But I was like, look, the 15-year-old has basically said, I don't want to go to a doctor where they have cartoon characters painted on the walls. And the lady laughed. She went, you know, I get it. <laughs> so she, she let me make the appointment for the 15-year-old. Um and then I had to go through multiple pediatricians and I had to wait for the dentist to call me back. And then I was like, oh my God, how long has it been since I've been to the dentist? About as long as since I've been to an OBGYN. And I have all of the history that why a person with a uterus needs to go <laughs> to an OBGYN, okay? Like we've got breast cancer, we've got uterine cancer, we've got ovarian cancer. Like I have all the reasons in the world to use the very expensive health insurance that we pay for with help with subsidies. Thank you. Affordable care act. Uh, and, and I haven't been using it. So yeah, mm. look in, in my defense, there's been a plague going on I'm, outside. I'm not saying a thing, <laughs> not saying a thing. And yes, Eva, we, we are being careful because neither of us want that. Well, we're also just not having sex. It is the, well, that's yeah. It's that, truly yeah. the easiest way to make sure you don't accidentally have babies. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think this should give you a little bit of hope because I'm kind of tired of that shit. Like we could just use condoms. I know we have condoms. We I don't have. know why we're not we using condoms. It's been a while though. Um, and I was like, I'm really fucking tired of this. I want to have the, the ease of what the IUD has given us. Mm -hmm. And you just like waking up and it just happening without then thinking, oh, oh God, is the IUD so expired? Like, mm -hmm. is it crusty up in there? Like, what's going to happen? Um, yeah. 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 <sighs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's been a week and it's only a Wednesday, y'all. Yeah. It's mm. only a Wednesday. Um, I am not looking forward to the dentist. I, I don't have fears about the dentist. I'm fine with cleanings. I had my wisdom teeth out and I was fine. I don't like going to the dentist because my first couple of experiences, I did not start going to the dentist till I was an adult. I had no access to dental care as a kid. My parents didn't have insurance. They couldn't afford it. It just wasn't even an option. I was 20 something the first time I went to a dentist and they were shocked. They were like, you have no history of cavities. We can see in your teeth. Your teeth are mostly fine, except you keep, mm. you keep drinking coffee and tea and coke and all that stuff but your teeth are mostly fine but i had a couple of really shamey experiences at the dentist like about the somebody wanted they didn't like the spaces in my teeth i think they were like offended by it and i was like look i have spent 20 some odd years getting comfortable with the state of my face so i don't need you to make me feel bad and then they wanted me to do teeth whitener and i actually would be interested today in doing teeth whitener um but <laughs> I'm a stubborn bitch from fucking hell. I remember the first person, dental person who shamed the fuck out of me over the state of my teeth. And now I'm like, I will never get my teeth whitened just to show that guy. That's not a good way to go through the world either. I'm just saying. No, uh, no, I actually no, would no. like to do teeth whitening, but I'm like trying to make sure this dentist is not, doesn't ever make me like feel bad about myself. Like what the fuck is that? Um, so if I like the vibe when I go, then I'll, I might talk to them about it. Like what's the cost, blah, blah, blah. Um, but if I get a bad vibe, I'll be changing dentists again in six months uh, or really three years. Cause that's how long it'll take my social anxiety to go. Yes, you are ready to make this phone call. Uh, <laughs> 
See, here's the thing. Social anxiety sucks because it'll convince you you're just lazy and that's why you don't make these necessary phone calls instead of the reality for me at least of the phone is stressful. It's stressful. You don't know what they're going to say. You know what they, they should say. You were trying to figure out what you should say, but you don't know what to say. You can't plan for this call because you don't know what they're going to say. Like I do a lot of mental rehearsing before I make a phone call, which is why I don't do phone calls. <laughs> I know. Isn't it nice to have that little bit of peacefulness in your brain now? You feel better about your like total mental health as described by uh, a mental health provider. Can't even imagine it. So see, for those of you who are like, actually like the bonus section to actually be BS. There you go. You got it. You got my uh, (laughs) social anxiety, my dental appointments, my reproductive health history, and (laughs) know more about what's going on in my indoor plumbing than anybody ever wanted to know. Um, Y'all, I'm loopy. I'm so loopy. I will not sleep tonight. I will not sleep tomorrow. Oh, I'm not going to sleep tomorrow. I have no motivation to do anything because I'll have to just like stare at a website for hours. I'll keep you busy. Look, could you just like keep me in Diet Coke for, from now until tomorrow? I would I would totally appreciate that. I, I would, I would uh, be very, very happy about that. <laughs> just saying. It would make me very happy. Um, I think that's more than enough. Yes. For those of y'all who have stuck around to this point, even if you never intend on buying a damn sticker, thank you for just sticking around yeah, to this point for... to let me ramble about the damn thing. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, if you're excited about it, hi, I see you. I'm excited too. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's all. You got anything? I did so much mm. talking today. As always, why am I apologizing when it's what I do every time? Should I just apologize every time? Should I preemptively apologize now for all the talking I'll do in the future? (laughs) If they don't know that you talk by now. You're clearly new here, if this comes as a surprise to you. Um, Okay, we're going to go. I got some other things I got to do. And I got to get timestamps in the actual YouTube Mm -hmm. video. It's almost time for me to start chasing kids. Yeah, you go chase them. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Um, hopefully, uh, to the folks who asked the questions, thank you for asking questions to, the, mm-hmm. to everybody who listened to the answers. Hopefully that was helpful or enlightening or something for you. Um, uh, thekinkery.com, pinkkinkpodcast.com. Definitely check out mm-hmm. Pink Kink Podcast. Rara and Dara know what they're talking about and it's a cool vibe to listen to. Yeah. So highly recommend Definitely. it. Definitely. Um, and that's it for us, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're going to go. Bye. Bye.